Life demands of us a single-mindedness to purpose that we must be willing to lose everything else to keep what truly matters. Listen up and find out more in this episode. Growing up, I wanted to be a medical doctor. Um, It wasn't so much about the prestige, but the opportunity to solve real health issues and, and make people well. I mean, those two things truly fascinated me. But today I'm not a doctor. Um, the death of that dream wasn't held by my real life experience in the hospital and seeing so much blood. I cringed and almost threw up. And in that moment, I knew this wasn't for me. I couldn't handle the trauma that comes with dealing with blood. And that was the end of my dream of becoming a, a doctor. Have you ever set your heart so deeply on a mission it became your one thing. Not like my fickle desire to become a doctor, not that. I mean, having a passion and being relentlessly committed to knowing that nothing else will sway you. You see, life demands of us a single-mindedness to purpose that we must be willing to lose everything else to keep what truly matters. Just take a look at Matthew 13 verse 44. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and covered it up. And then in his joy, he goes and sells all that he has just to buy that field. That is truly remarkable. And as I pondered this verse, I am reminded of the biblical account of Joseph. His life is an incredible example of focus. Being single-minded is to have absolute dedication and relentless focus on your life's vision, regardless of the noise around you. It involves having clarity of purpose and developing a compelling vision and making bold decisions as you faithfully follow the path that God has called you. What made a young man sold to slavery reach the top of his game against all odds? He was single-minded. And here is how he did it. I'm going to share with you six things I believe made a difference in Joseph's story. Number one is that he had a dream. Joseph was driven by a deep desire to fulfill purpose. He had a dream. I mean, that is so crucial. Genesis chapter 37, verse 5 and 9. Question is, what is your dream? What's your why? And until you develop a compelling vision based on God's specific call on your life, and you start acting on it, you cannot be truly fulfilled. So have a dream. And secondly, industry always pays. From a very young age, Joseph worked in the family business as it were. He had a knack for industry and he was not lazy. Genesis chapter 37 verse 1 and 2. The reality is that no one who is committed to purpose sits back and expects life to simply happen. No, purpose demands work. Purpose demands industry. And so, get on with it. And thirdly, we see Joseph's mental resilience against all odds. When you become single-minded, you develop the mental resilience that outlives every unjust and negative criticisms. You don't just live to be liked, but instead you occupy your focus with the passion to make an eternal impact on the lives of others around you. Fourthly, is that consistent devotion to the one. Slavery and mischaracterization were not enough excuse for Joseph to quit his relationship and devotion to God. 
he was shamed, he was imprisoned, he was wrongfully accused, but they could not take away the one constant in his life. And that was God. What is the one constant in your life? Let it be your relationship with Jesus. And fifthly is that commitment to serving others. Joseph proved that true leadership is not a position of authority to be wielded over others, but a platform to serve others with great humility and integrity. In Potiphar's house, Joseph served others. In prison, he served others. At the palace, he served others. So I encourage you to stay committed to serving others. And the final lesson is that intentional focus and purpose. Listen to what he said to Potiphar's wife when she tried to lure him and tempt him to commit sin. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? Genesis chapter 39, verse 9. Distraction has forward many great visions and purpose, but intentional focus sustains the single-minded person. I encourage you and challenge you to set your focus on God and on His purpose for your life, not on any man. As I conclude, I'm reminded by Paul's summon to us in Philippians chapter 3, verse 13 to 14, when he said, This one thing I do. Brothers, I do not consider that I've made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. So find your one thing and stay focused on it until God calls you home. And here's to living the God-intended life. God bless you.